This is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. Hello, and welcome to our Bible study program, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and for the next quarter of an hour, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the series on Heavenly Authority. He has been tying in the background study on the priests and Levites in the Old Testament with its relevance to us today in New Testament times. Last time we left off in the sermon with Pastor Greg reading from the book of Hebrews. So let's get our Bibles and join Pastor Greg as he continues his Sunday message. In verse 9 of chapter 7, for even Levi who receives tithes paid tithes through Abraham, so to speak. For he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Therefore, this is very important, and it's important to understand the place of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Therefore, if perfection, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priesthood should arise according to the order of Melchizedek? Well, after the law was given in the Psalms, God promises this Messiah who would be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Well, if the Levitical system was perfect, could bring perfection, why would God later on in the time of David speak of a new priesthood in the order of Melchizedek and not called according to the order of Aaron. Verse 12, for the priesthood being changed, the change from Levitical priesthood to the priesthood of Melchizedek, of necessity there is also a change in the law. The law no longer applies like it used to apply. Oh yes, a spiritual law applies to us, just as it did back then. But all the ceremonial parts that we read about, all the sacrifices that were offered, there's a change in that now under this new system. For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe from which no man has officiated at the altar. What is he speaking about? For it is evident, verse 14, that our Lord arose from Judah. He comes from the tribe of Judah, not the tribe of Levi, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. In the law, there's nothing about the priesthood from Judah. And it is yet far more evident if in the likeness of Melchizedek there arises another priest who has come not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, and hopefully next time we'll speak about the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life, for he testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. Now remember, Jesus did not come to destroy the law. Jesus did not come to abolish the law. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven will teach the law, Jesus said. But how does it apply? This was God's law. The Levitical system was God's law to Israel. The Old Testament, the Old Covenant is the Word of God, totally without error. 
And it's not to be abolished as to say, we're not going to talk about it anymore, we're not going to read it, never happened. The importance of it and the fulfillment and the coming back of Messiah is critical. And yet for us, the old way could not bring perfection. The law given to Israel was weak and unprofitable. They could not profit from it because it couldn't change them. All it could do was tell them the truth. You're sinful. These things are right. These things are wrong. Do what's right and you're blessed. Do what's wrong and you're cursed. And here are the sacrifices to remind you, look how many times you do the wrong. Told them the truth of their situation, but couldn't get them out of that situation. Could not change them. Rather, it declared them over and over again to be sinners. It was weak. But now there's a new priesthood, there's a change of the law, and it's based on an indestructible and endless life on a high priest who never once gave in to sin and so who can help us, who can change us. And the annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. And then you look on, you go down from there. Let's look at verse 20. Verse 20, And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath. There was no oath given by God every time a descendant of Aaron became a priest. But in the Psalms, But he with an oath by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn, Yahweh swears, and will not relent, you are a priest forever, an eternal priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek. So this new high priest receives his priesthood with an oath from God himself. Verse 22, by so much more Jesus has become a surety, a surety, a guarantee of a better covenant, a better contract. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. The high priest constantly changed, right? He would die. That's the earthly priesthood. But he, because he continues forever, he's resurrected and he's eternally alive, right? Has an unchangeable priesthood. He will never die again. So there's no need to appoint a new high priest. Verse 25, therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So who is the intercessor we have? The intercessor they had in the Levitical system was Aaron, the sinful man whom God almost struck dead because of his sins as he pounded out the golden calf. They covered him, they wrapped him in a turban, they put a sign on him saying, holiness to the Lord. They sprinkled him with many sacrifices and he could barely go in to approach God. Who do we have? We have one who never once sinned. He goes into the heavens for us and he and only he can make intercession for us. No other human can make the true intercession for us, can be the mediator, the one who stands between 
God in us. We don't go to a minister or to a priest or to anyone else to go before God. The only one we go to is the high priest, and his name in the Greek is Jesus Christos, in the Hebrew is Yeshua HaMashiach, and in English is Jesus Christ. He's the only one we can go to. He's the only intercessor. He always lives. He's doing it right now for us to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is, and notice the contrast to Aaron, he's holy, he's harmless, that word means innocent, he's undefiled, he's separate from sinners, and he has become higher than the heavens. Now we talked about him standing for us, sharing in what we go through as son of man. What is the writer of Hebrews telling us now? He also stands before us as the perfect representative of God. He represents us to God, son of man, and he represents God to us, son of God, because he's holy, he's innocent, he's harmless, he's undefiled, he's separate from sinners, he never once sinned. He is a perfect representative of God to man. If you say, what would the Father be like if we could see him in human form? Lord, show us the Father. And Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. There is no other image of God we can have except Jesus Christ. Everything else is idolatry. There was only one temple. Any other temple was idolatrous. There is only one image of God we can have, and that's Jesus Christ. Everything else is idolatry because it's making a false image of God. Verse 27, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once for all when he offered up himself. He did it once for all. Does not have to have the repetitive sacrifices that were there, the numerous sacrifices in the temple. That's all gone. God gave it to them, but it no longer applies. He did it once. He offered himself once. So if you have any form of Christianity which says that Jesus has to constantly sacrifice himself, he has to constantly come down on the altar and die over and over again, that's not right. That's not scriptural. Because it says he died once for all when he offered up himself. When we celebrate the communion, we don't think that Jesus is dying again. He's in glory. He's our high priest at the right hand of the Father. He died once for all. Rather, we remember, we tap into, we touch the cross 2,000 years ago. The victory he won for us once for all. For the law, verse 28, the law appoints as high priests men who have weakness. But the word of the oath, when God swears, when Yahweh swears by his own name, which came after the law, it appoints the son who has been perfected forever. This is who we have now under the new covenant, under the new contract as our high priest. Perfected, he was obedient even unto death as a man, suffered everything as us, and yet never sinned. And now perfected, he shows 
his face, the divine face of God. He reflects it back to us as a representative of God to us. He is our high priest who sympathizes with us and who can save us to the utmost, Jesus the Christ. We'll stop there today and we'll continue, Lord willing, in what the writer of Hebrews tells us about the application of the priesthood that we studied these last few weeks to the New Covenant, the New Testament. Father, we thank you for your Holy Scripture. We ask you, Lord, to please take the foolishness and the stumbling of preaching and bless it and use it, Lord, that we would have a clear image of the God we serve. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. God's Word is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, come worship the Lord with us. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return.